Well, good morning. Good morning, City Church. It's so great to see you this morning. Welcome to another series that we're doing this year as we discover the names of God and saying He is God. So today we're going to discover a brand new name of the Lord. And uh, before we do that, one question that I have for you is how many of you love buffets? How many of you love going to all-you-can-eat buffets? Well, as a kid growing up, um, I loved buffets, you know, when you could eat anything and it really didn't matter to your body at all. So I used to love going to Happy Joe's Buffet, which is a pizza place here in the Quad Cities. And what you would do is like soon as Sunday service was over, everybody would go there and it'd be me and all of my friends and we'd go and get a big plate load of pizza. Well, at Happy Joe's, they have taco pizza, they have BLT, they have barbecue chicken, they have a Supreme. And so I would load up my plate with just stacks and stacks of like all these different types of pizza. And then what would happen is I'd go back to the buffet and you know what it's like when like 20 or 30 people go through a buffet, you come back and it's like, man, they're missing so many pizzas that I just had. And uh, I love the taco pizza. So I remember there, there was a time where as a kid, I would just stand there and wait for them to make a new taco pizza. Granted, there's this buffet that has, I don't know, 10, 15 different types of pizza for me to eat. And I decided I'm waiting for that taco pizza because like, I'm not going to eat these other pizzas. I want the taco. And I was thinking about that this week is when we have so many opportunities on our plate and we have so many things that God has given us right in front of us, sometimes we stand there with our arms crossed and say, you know what, it's just not enough. It's not enough. I'm waiting for that one other thing. And so I'm going to stand here. I'm not going to really participate in what's available to me. I'm actually going to just sit around and wait until I get what I want. Well, this month we're discovering... Jehovah Jireh, the name Jireh, Jehovah Jireh, this is a name of God that was actually given to God from Abraham. Abraham called God the God of, that will provide. So Jehovah means that he is, Jehovah, he is the unchanging, the eternal, the self-existent God. He is the I am. He is God, Jehovah. And Jireh means the God that will provide. He is the provider. He's the great provider. He's all we will ever need. He provides. And so as we look at this, this name of God, we're going to be discovering the story of Jacob in the Bible in Genesis. We're going way back this week. We're going back to Genesis. And we're going to look at how God provides for Jacob over and over again. That God has always been enough for Jacob. And he's, he's the God that will provide even in the midst of Jacob going through trials and, and kind of making messes, and, but God still provides. And you're going to see that in the story of Jacob. And so what I'd love for us to do is just to take this time and let's just pray that the Lord would just speak to us through this series of discovering that he's the great provider. So would you just pray with me? God, we thank you that we can trust you, that you are enough. That, Lord, whatever you're doing right now in this season, in this, in this time of, of life, in this uh, season of life, Lord, 
you are enough. And so, Lord, we just thank you that you show us so many insights through your word. And so, would you just bring to light everything that you want to say to us through Jehovah Jireh, through this through the story of Jacob, would you just point out, hey, look how I provided for Jacob. I'm going to provide for you. Lord, we thank you that you are true to your name, that you are Elhana Iman. You are the faithful God. And so everything that we see in Jacob's story, we can just take to heart and know that it's something that you will do in us. You're faithful to Jacob. You are faithful to us. And so we just thank you for that, Lord. Yeah, I just choose to just get out of your way this entire series, Lord. Would you just use me as a beacon of your light of hope, as, uh, as just truth would just spill out of your word every single week that we open up your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you for praying with me. I appreciate that. And so Genesis, we're going to be looking at Genesis 27.1. And it says this, Genesis 27.1, if you have your Bible, you could churn there. Um, you could just listen to me, read it also, whatever you want to do. Genesis 27.1 says, when Isaac was old and in his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called Esau, his older son, to him and said, my son, here I am, he answered. Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your equipment, your quiver and bow, and go out in the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me uh, the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat so that I may give you my blessing before I die. So this is Isaac who's giving a blessing to his oldest son Esau. And so Esau is, is the oldest son of Isaac and Rebekah. And this blessing that Isaac's talking about giving his son Esau goes to the birthright of the oldest son at this time. And it's kind of a big thing. So it's a birthright because what it is is it's like actually your father handing you the will. It's like that lawyer saying, here's your father's will, and this is everything that you're going to receive as the oldest son of your family. And so Isaac knows that his day's coming, and he's prepared for it. And so he wants to make sure that his son knows the blessing that he's going to receive. And so what he's going to do is he's actually going to lay hands on his son and bless him with everything that God has blessed him with. And so it's this generational blessing that you receive. And so Isaac says, go out, make me some food from the, from the uh, killing animal. Make me the food that I love that you make, Esau. I, I love the way that you make this food. And so I want to eat some of that. And then as you do that, I'm going to bless you. And so Esau does that. Now, Rebekah was listening as Isaac spoke to her son Esau when Esau left the open country to hunt game and bring it back. Rebekah said to her son Jacob, look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, bring me some game and prepare tasty food for me to eat so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully to what I'm going to tell you. Go out into the flock and bring me two choice young goats so I can prepare some tasty food for your father, just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he give you the blessing before he dies. 
And Jacob said to his said to Rebekah, his mother, he says, But my brother Esau is a hairy man. So hairy man, and I am a smooth skin. <laughs> what if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him, and he would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. So in other words, Jacob says, look, I'm with you, Mom. Let's do this together. But, okay, I've already thought this through enough to know I got to, like, prepare my skin even because Esau is, like, John Travolta and Saturday Night Fever, and I am, like, this smooth-skinned guy. And so he, he goes out, and they come up with this game plan of how they're going to trick the dad. Number one, Jacob noticed, Jacob, if you look at the story, it says that he, his mom says, go and pick out some choice goats. So like Esau is going out into the open country and going to work to bring something back to the father for a blessing. Jacob, on the other hand, is going outside and grabbing a couple of goats and bringing them inside. You know, just that, the, um, the mindset of like, I want to get what I want and I don't want it to cost me anything is where Jacob's coming from. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. So man, this mom is so bought in to tricking the father so that her baby boy gets what he, what he wants. Just do as I say and go and get them for me. So he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and she prepared some tasty food just the way the father liked it because Rebecca knows how Isaac likes his food, right? And so she's working this whole scheme together for, for her um, mom's favorite son. Then Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands in smooth parts of his neck with goatskins. Then she handed, she handed to her son, Jacob, the tasty food and bread she had made. He went to his father and said, My father, yes, my son, he answered. Who is this? Jacob said to his father, I'm... I'm Esau, your firstborn. <laughs> I've done as you told me. Please sit up and, and eat some of the game so that I may get so that you may give me your blessing. Isaac asked his son, How did you find it so quickly, my son? Remember, Esau is out in the country still, hunting down the food that he's gonna bring his father. The Lord your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so that I can touch you, my son, and know that you're really my son Esau or not. And Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. He did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau, so he proceeded to bless him. I just, <laughs> you think about it, like how hairy was Esau if they're really grabbing goat skin and putting it on, on him with the goat hair? Like Esau was a hairy guy. Are you really my son, Esau? He asked. I am, replied. 
I am, he replied. Then, then he said, My son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may bless you. And Jacob brought it to him, and he ate it, and he brought some wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. And when Isaac caught the smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Listen to this blessing. Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of the field, and the Lord has blessed it. May God give you heaven's dew and earth's riches in abundance of grain and new wine. May nations serve, serve you and people bow down before you. Be lords over your brothers, and may your sons of the mothers bow down to you. May the sons of your mother bow down to you. May those who curse you be cursed and those who bless you be blessed. And after Isaac had finished blessing him, Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence. His brother Esau came in from hunting. Now the rest of the story is Jacob runs off and he runs away. And Esau is coming back with this choice game for his father not knowing that his brother had already stolen this blessing. And so Esau is completely furiated. Just, I mean, imagine the family dynamics of that as the firstborn son and your brother steals your birthright. So Jacob steals his birthright. But the craziest part about all of this is Jacob was going to receive a birthright blessing anyways. But he's got it all now. He's finally got Esau's birthright. See, Jacob's been trying to work at getting Esau's birthright. Even Esau came in from, the, from hunting, and he was gone for such a long time, and, and Jacob had already made some stew. And, and so he actually tells Esau, well, hey, if you just give me your birthright, um, I'll give you some of this stew. So like all of his life, he's been chasing after something that wasn't his. Like, he just couldn't be Jacob. He had to want to be Esau. Jacob was going to receive a father's blessing, too. Because Esau receives another father's blessing. It's not the same blessing that Jacob stole from Esau, but Esau actually receives another father's blessing, The blessing that Jacob was going to receive is the same blessing that's been handed off from generation after generation after generation. And so Abraham was blessed by God, and he actually had a son in his old age. It says The Bible says he's around 100 years old, and he actually has a son, Isaac. And Isaac is the same one that blesses Jacob. But see, Abraham was blessed by God, and there's this... There's this generational blessing that's always coming down the line to Abraham and Isaac's family. And so what happens is, is Jacob was going to receive a blessing, and he's stepping into the same generational blessing that his family's always been living from, but he wanted Esau's blessing. In Genesis twenty-two sixteen, the blessing that Abraham received was this. 
By myself I have sworn, declares the Lord, because of you have done this and not withheld your son, your only son, I will surely bless you, and I will surely multiply your offspring as the stars of heaven and the sands on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gates of its enemies, and in your offspring shall all nations of the earth be blessed. Because you have obeyed my voice, I will bless all your family, and they will outnumber the stars of the sky. So there's this blessing that Jacob is already in. He's already in the blessing of grandpa. He's already in the blessing of his father because he is the heritage of this blessing that God spoke over Abraham. But see, that blessing wasn't enough for Jacob. It just wasn't enough. He wanted more. He wanted Esau's blessing. God's blessing on his family just wasn't enough. So from this moment on, after he steals Esau's blessing, you're going to see the story of Jacob where he's just constantly running. He's always on the move, and the reason is is because the family dynamics of running from your older brother <laughs> and, and just trying to get away from messes that are made. And so Jacob, instead of standing in God's blessing, what he already has given him, decides to steal and run. As we look at this story, I want to point out the obvious part of, of his heart that, that starts this whole story off for Jacob. Why couldn't Jacob trust Jehovah Jireh, the God that provides? You know he's heard the story from his dad. You know he's heard the story from his grandpa that God provided. Abraham was the very first. His grandpa was the first person that said, God provides. He is Jehovah Jireh. You know Jacob's heard that story. That even though I want this, like God is going to provide. The main reason is this, is why you couldn't trust in Jehovah Jireh is because being Esau's little brother wasn't good enough. It just wasn't good enough. Not good enough. <laughs> Have you been there before? He wanted more. It wasn't enough to be mom's favorite. He wanted to be dad's favorite also too. It wasn't good enough to be the second born. And, and the Bible says that Jacob was actually amazing at making food, that he was always in the kitchen. He, he loved doing things with his mom. And that's, that's good. That's fine. But it wasn't good enough for him. He wanted to be Esau too. I want Esau's giftings. I, I want to be hairy like Esau. I want to be able to go out and hunt. I want to be dad's favorite. It wasn't good enough. And the reason is, is because contentment is a virtue. Being content with the season I'm in or where God has me or what the blessing that I'm walking in right now, I'm content with that. He's Jehovah Jireh. He's provided this that's, that's right in front of me, and, and that's, that, that makes me content. 
But for Jacob, it wasn't a season of contentment. It was a season of always wanting what somebody else had. His older brother, I want what he has. Just couldn't be content with being Esau's little bro. And let's be honest. Being content with Jehovah Jireh is, is a struggle sometimes, isn't it? Contentment is, is hard. It's so tough. But he's Jehovah Jireh, which means he's the provider, which means he's already provided. It's not that he's going to provide more. It's that he's already given what he's given. It's that he's a good father and he knows what we need in the time we need it. And so here it is. I've given this to you. It's yours. Take it. I am the provider. I'm the great provider. And contentment is saying, you know what, God, thank you for what you've already given me. And in this, I am content. In this season, in this house, in this job, in the breath in my lungs this morning, I'm just content with what you've given me. It's hard to live in contentment today in our culture because we say we want more. Grasping at people's heels, envying somebody else's gifts and talents, wondering why they got a blessing and they get to walk in this and then we didn't. Why didn't I win the lotto? You, mean, you know what I could have done with that money? <laughs> Contentment's hard. We become like Jacob sometimes, doing whatever it takes to, to get what we want. Get our mom on our side or family members on our side or take advantage of people. Buy a new car and you pull up to somebody else with a nicer car and think, I want that instead. Being content with what we have is tough sometimes. We get a house and we look at our neighbor's lawn and wonder how can we get our lawn that green. Get married and we look around at other couples and think their marriage looks so much better than mine. Wow. He puts her arm around her every single time I see them. They're always holding hands. Or you watch a movie and think, why doesn't he treat me like Brad Pitt treats her? <laughs> Being content is hard. I'm going to keep going on with some more things that are hard to be content with. Is getting our W-2 from last year and seeing we made $5,000 more this year, but thinking that it was still not enough. Still not enough. I could have made so much more money this year. Man, I wish I would have made more. Or using your gifting of hospitality, like where I see the story of Jacob is he's an amazing cook. He's got this gift of hospitality. And then thinking, I wish I could sing like so-and-so. Like God's given you a gift of hospitality. And you can't hold the tune. It's okay. Be content with what God's given us. 
Or hearing about our friend's business growing 30% and our business only grew 15% last year. Or seeing our kids grow up and, and hear other parents say, or seeing, seeing our kids with, with some of their friends and seeing the relationship that some of the other kids have and, and think, I wish our, my relationship was like that with my kid. But being content with, with the current relationship that, that we're in with our children. It's uh, getting a $3 raise and, and thinking that it should have been 5 Contentment is hard. It's completely contradicting to our, what our culture tells us. It's not something new, is it? You know, you see that in the Bible. D Jacob couldn't be content with being Esau's little brother. And knowing that Esau is going to receive this thing that you're going to receive also. The difference is, is the father is actually going to lay hands on Esau. You're already walking in blessing. Who cares what Esau's blessing is? God's already got a blessing for you. But you see it all the way throughout the Bible. You see it in Genesis. Adam and Eve used to walk around in the garden in the mid of day, in the beauty of the garden of Eden with God. And God says, you can have everything in this garden. Have it all. Be content with what I've given you. It's right here in front of you. And Adam says, this is amazing. But God says, hey, you see that tree over there? Don't eat any fruit from that tree. But I want the tree. When is the taco pizza coming out? You got it all. It's all here. God's given us everything we could ever need. And so Eve has to eat from the tree. And what the serpent did, which is the enemy, is he told her that you don't have everything that God wants to provide for you. In fact, if you, if you just eat the fruit of this tree, then you will have everything that you would ever want. Contentment is hard. It's a struggle for mankind from day one. Being content with God as a provider Is when I say content, I know that there's a lot of us that are real hustlers. And so you're like, you don't understand, Neil. Like, I am content, but that doesn't mean that I don't want more. And so when I say content, that's not, that's not something that I'm saying like, okay, you need to become lazy, that the Bible teaches us to be lazy, because it doesn't at all. It definitely says to work. You know, the Bible teaches us to, to follow what God's plan is for our life. Pursue what the Lord is doing. And, 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 actually, being, and actually having a, um, working hands is good. That's what the Bible says. So like contentment is not that you've given up. And it's also not that you're frustrated. And it's also not that you are lazy. That's not what I'm saying. Is like get rid of all your hustling and become lazy for the Lord. Like that's, that's the opposite. What contentment is, is God, you have provided what I have right now, and I am content in that. It's a state of mind, and it's a state of our heart that we are actually content with what the Lord has already provided. He is Jehovah Jireh. He provides. He provides, which means he is already provided. <laughs> 
forbidden. That's not a word. <laughs> he has already provided. <laughs> he is Jehovah Jireh. He's already provided everything that he's given us right now. And so our state of our heart is I am content with what you've given, God. I am not envying. I'm not looking to the left or to the right, but I'm thankful for what you've given me right now. And this is what the Lord wants to do in us. Contentment comes from God. It, we can't find it in, on the earth. We can't find it in relationships. We can't find it in money. We can't find it in anything that we could ever own. Contentment only comes from the Lord. And I think that's what's the hardest thing to get is because our hearts become content because he's provided for us. And so therefore, our hearts become alive and living and in love with Jesus Christ because we are content with what he's given us and we understand the one that gave us that. And so contentment comes from this thriving relationship with Jesus Christ where he is our everything. We're thankful for seasons that we're walking through. We're thankful for hard times. We're thankful for good times. Contentment comes from the Lord. It won't be found anywhere else. It'll never be enough. Contentment only comes from Jesus. And so what I'd love for us to do is, as we start this series off this month, is to just be content right now. To just take that ground. To take that stand and say, you know what, I am truly content with what God has me in right now. And this message is 100% for Neil. You know, God has just given my wife and I so many blessings over the last, even the last couple years. I can't, I can't describe the amount of blessing we are walking in, guys. Like just crazy, crazy blessing. And everything in me a lot of times just says, my, my, natural, my natural state of mind, my natural heart says, I want more. And so like the Lord's just been revealing this to me that it's just not enough, Neil. Like be content with where you're at. He's provided. It's not only he's Jehovah driver, he's going to provide. We're going to see that more in Jacob's story. But I would love to start with what has he already provided and are we content with that? What is he already doing? And so... I just love that in this message was just a prayer, just a blessing. As Isaac blesses Esau, here's all the blessing you're going to receive. As Isaac blesses his son Jacob, here's all the blessing you're going to receive. That the Lord would just bless us and open our eyes to what he's already provided. That our hearts would become, instead of this hustle of we need more, we need more. That our hearts would become I'm content with my current life. I know all social media shows us pictures of what other lives could look like. And so it's just hard to remember, wow, my life is really good. I'm not on a beach in Florida right now. <laughs> I'm not enjoying uh, some of the other things I see on Instagram of my friends, but God has got me right where he has me, and he's doing amazing things in my life, and I'm totally in love with Jesus. That's the blessing that I want us to receive. 
So would you just pray with me? If you're, if you're at home, what I'd love for you to do is I'd love for you to just put out your hands. And I, I, want, I want to just kind of step into that. Even though it was the wrong son that received the blessing, even though it was the, the wrong, um, that so many things were manipulated for Jacob to receive that blessing, that we can actually, no matter what our past is, no matter what's gotten us here, we can receive that blessing of content, being content in the presence of God. So let's just pray. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, would you just bless us with the heart of contentment, that we are content in you. Bring back to memory the things that you've provided, Lord, even, even right now as, as, we just, uh, as we just give you this time, as we give you our hearts, would you just bring back to memory the, the stories that we have of your provision over our life. Give us your eyes to the job that you've given us. Give us your eyes to the, to the relationship that we are in, the, the marriage that we're in. Lord, give us your eyes for our spouses. Give us your eyes for our family that we would just be content with, with our kids and, and how you're a, a part of raising them up and how you've been a part of their life from the beginning and you won't leave them. Give us your eyes for, for the things that you've given us, too. Bless us with the heart of being content in you, Jesus. Yeah, just receive that blessing right now, just, just, as, a, uh, just as a gift from the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit just coming and working He's the one of good gifts. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit. And so it's the Holy Spirit. It just gives you that fruit of just being patience and kind and, and meekness and, and being, being joyful, being at peace. Gratitude. Do a deep work, Lord. I also just invite you to anything that you've just been striving for that there's just God's already provided and you just want more of something else just to be able to just push that out of the way right now. Just to be able to shove that out of the way of what God has provided. Sometimes the Lord just gives me pictures, and so I'm just going to trust him in this because this is one of the things that I'm just learning to be content with. Um, but one of, the, one of the pictures that the Lord is just showing me is there's some of us that have, uh, when we looked at the Christmas tree growing up, we, we were looking for that big box item, and it was just never there. It, it was never there. You're, you're waiting for that bicycle, or you're waiting for that... Uh, 
gigantic item under the tree, and it was just never there. And so it's just kind of caused this desire all of your life of, I will not ever go without something that I want. And like that's just caused you to become a workaholic. It's caused you to just like strive for anything and everything that, Man, God's given you so much, and it just has never been enough. It's, it could always be bigger, and it could always be better. And so I just, I just want to invite you today that the Lord just, he just wants to be your everything. You know, that contentment comes from him. And so just to receive Jesus as your everything and just, you know what? Anything else will never be good enough. I need Jesus. And so, Jesus, would you just be our everything, every single one of us, Lord? Would you be our heart's desire? Would you be the first thing we think of when we wake up in the morning, the last thing we think of when we go to bed? Would we be okay with the season that you have us in? Would we be okay with the things that you're doing in us, with the giftings that you've given us, Lord? Would Would we be satisfied with you, Jesus? Put that in our hearts and we receive that blessing right now of satisfaction as as gratitude, as people that just love you and you are enough. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God's so good. You know, every single week, the Lord is so good. He he always comes through. And so um, just pray that you're blessed this week, and uh, we'd love to see you in person. If you can make it to church in person, we would love to see you. Come next Sunday, and uh, even bring a friend, or, or even share this video. If this really spoke to you, and you're like, man, I have some people in my life that could also, this could really help them too. Like, please share this video. We'd love, we'd love it. And feel free to ask any questions. Shoot us a Shoot us a message. Ask us what's going on. Show us different ways we can be praying for you. Whatever you need, we're here for you. We love you. Be blessed.